Hello and welcome to episode 205 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today we're talking, uh, we're doing listicles. Listicles. <laughs> I think that's a real term. Um, Is it? Uh, at least, at least the girl from the I, I just recently rewatched Detective Pikachu, and okay. the the uh, the the girl who plays the investigative reporter, she's like, I just work for whatever uh, TV station, and I make Pokemon listicles. Okay, and I've about, never heard that word before, so maybe yeah. it is. But <laughs> about which Pokemon are the cutest? Spoiler alert: they're all the cute. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, we're gonna go do some lists of uh, of people and magic things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way. Of, I hadn't linked the two things until just then. Good job, me. Boom, we did it. <laughs> uh, so, if you want to get at us on social media, say hi, interact, do all that stuff. All those links are in, des- in the description. Twitter, Facebook, our email, Discord. Uh, Discord's been a little slow recently. I guess we're all uh, neck deep in Christmas prep. Yeah, holiday, or holiday prep. Old, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been wild. <laughs> yeah, you can't see behind me, but there's just like a, a war zone of wrapping paper because like I wrap like a third grader. It's not, it's not pretty. The packages get wrapped, but uh, they're <laughs> not tapes and paper. Yeah, it's not like this. Like the, I think everyone's wife like just like the packages. Like all the lines are perfect. Everything is like nice and snug. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I wrapped a thing. Uh, after I put it all together, I realized the wrapping paper was upside down, so all the Santas <laughs> were upside down. I was like, he's a toddler. He won't notice. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I could have flipped it over. Might have tipped over, but yeah. But yeah, yeah but we're we're on there pretty frequently, so if you want to get at us, uh, those are all the ways to find us. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. First is through a TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Follow that link over to TCG player. Now that they're taking over all of the magic marketplace, it's uh, an easy way to do your shopping for singles or sealed product or whatever you're looking for. And if you use our affiliate link, we will get a percentage of whatever you spend to help keep the show going, and we would really appreciate that. So tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com doesn't cost you anything and helps to support the show. So it's a great way to help us out. And the other way is through our Patreon, patreon.com slash casual MTG. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Patreon here. So uh, buckle in. Um, yeah. Patrons get access to our show notes. Uh, usually they go up on Wednesdays. The show goes live on Thursdays, so the show notes will go up Wednesday. Um, to give you kind of a sneak peek of what we're going to be talking about, patrons have access to that. Uh, patrons also have access to our pre-show which is about another hour of us every week so if you uh, if you like what we do here on the show and you want some more of us you can check out our pre-show um we talk about magic stuff we talk about just kind of what's going on in our lives talk about the show you never really know what we're going to be talking about we never really know what we're going to be talking about so it's a kind of a grab bag um but it's fun and Patrons get access to it. Usually that yeah. goes up Wednesdays as well. Uh, patrons also get put on my mailing list. So when I have cool stuff to send out to you guys, which I just got a shipping notification of, so hopefully they'll be here soon. Um, if I have your mailing address, I can send you stuff. Um, the reason that I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into Patreon is because we've gotten a bunch of brand new patrons lately. 
So I wanted to take a quick minute here and thank all of our patrons, especially the brand new ones. Well, I guess especially the ones that have been around forever, but also especially the new ones. Um, and it's been quite a, quite some time since we rambled off the list of our patrons, so I'm going to try and do this real quick without butchering anybody's names. All right, here we uh, go. And I believe this is an order. Um, don't hold me to that because this came off of a document made from a document made from a document. So it may not be in chronological order, but I think this is. So starting with the newest, uh, thanks to Chris Pilarski, Courtney Bolden, Taylor McDonald, Chris Carey, Alfred Denny, Dan Liberto, Brad Van Hook, Matt Merkin, Jose Nambo, Jamie Gorton, Bradley Whaley, Dom Fonts, and Jason Roby. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Thank you very much. So yeah. the most the most magical name in there is Jose Nambo. Yeah. It's not a combo, it's a Nambo. <laughs> <laughs> That is correct. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah, no, thank yeah. you. We we appreciate it. Like yeah. we are, we are small, but we I I do appreciate you all listening. I mm-hmm. think I mentioned in Discord, uh, uh, people like you know we'll all post the pot the podcast Thursday night and uh, like we'll get some feedback on something that was said in the podcast like that night. Yeah. And one, like I'm surprised that people are nighttime podcast listeners. I'm a, I'm a morning. <laughs> I, I start I start my, my new podcast in the morning. But two, like it's always, you know, it's nice that there are people that we put up the podcast and they're like, oh, neat. I get to listen to the podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed to just like, oh, I'll get to it, whatever. Like it feels like there are people that are like, Oh, the podcast posted at nine. I can get this done before bed because I'm excited yeah. to listen to it. So <laughs> we we appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, especially like one of the things whenever we get a new patron, I like to send out, you know, kind of a personalized message. So all of you patrons that have gotten my message, that's not like a form that I send out. Like I, I write all of those. Um, and one of the things I tell all of our patrons is it means a lot to us because we're a very small show. Um not even comparatively, especially comparatively, but like we're super small and we kind of just do this for funsies. You know, it's a couple buddies that have played magic forever and this is kind of how we engage with the game now. So for there to be people out there that appreciate what we do enough to chip a couple bucks in to help keep the show going, it really does mean a lot to us. So thank you to all of our patrons. Um, that being said, like if you guys have any, uh, input on how to make our patreon better we're all ears i really had no idea what i was doing when i set our patreon tiers up and they really don't mean anything um everybody kind of gets access to everything which is fine like i'm 100 percent fine with everybody getting access to everything it it leaves it up to the listener to decide how much they think you know our content and the extras that i have are worth to them which I think is a fine way of doing things. But if anybody has any ideas of different things that they want or extra things that they want or things that, you know, they might be willing to attract new members for, I guess, um, we're all ears. Like I have literally gotten zero input about anything I do on Patreon. Yeah. So yeah, we're not, we're not saying that we want to like take something away or 
oh, move, no. so, move something that you have now behind a different paywall. No. But if you were like, hey, you know, if you guys did this, I think it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like an add-on or like, oh, hey, like, if you did this, I'd be willing to pay extra for it or whatever. Yeah. Like, let us know. But we're nothing's going to change. It's more, nothing's going to change for the worse for you. It's yeah. more like, oh, hey, like, you know, I'd pay $20 a month for feet pics. And be like, oh, I do have feet in a camera. <laughs> Like the, you're the, on. This, I don't think this, you want to see my feet, but you're on. This, this could be arranged. <laughs> let me let me see. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe, let us know because like have people willing to give us twenty bucks to not see my feet. Pick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll gross. give you. I'll give you twenty dollars uh, a week if you burn your sandals. Just <laughs> for the next year, I'll give you twenty dollars a week if you burn all of your sandals. Closed toed from now on. Okay. Okay, I can I can make this happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like let us let us know because like we've we've gotten better at some things. Like we've done, mm-hmm. uh, we have we have like quintupled our YouTube views, mm-hmm. all the way up to twenty. I think hopefully Woo-hoo. from like uh, posting a little more consistently. Yeah, and I'm sure that um, and you guys like finding this stuff and watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna watch videos where someone loses the will to play magic, watch my draft videos this week. <laughs> you can, you can just see the light leave my eyes. Uh, yeah. But it slowly um, gets sucked out of you. Yes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like so, we we have grown some this year, mm-hmm. which uh, is nice. But like mm-hmm. you know, we wanna we wanna give you guys what you want, or give give you all what you want, and so like let us know what that is. Yeah, I mean, we've had a whole bunch of patrons and, you know, a lot of people that are very active in in our Discord, send us messages all the time. Um, Our patrons are great, but I don't think I've ever gotten any feedback at all on, like, the actual Patreon. Yeah, so if there's... what we give or what they want. And I I know that for a while we had, like, the finance talk, but, like, Magic Finance has just become such a uh, horrific place to, like, deal in. Right, like that. That well, is all of the rules changed, so it's not <laughs> exactly <laughs> like what should I buy? I don't know. There's 45 versions of every card, and they reprint stuff every two weeks. Yeah, like oh, okay, neat. I I don't know what I don't know what I should buy. No one does. Yeah, it's like oh, underground seas were a thousand dollars three years ago. Now they're six hundred. I hope you didn't yeah. buy them at a thousand. <laughs> Why did they change? Uh-huh. Because <laughs> wizards started printing proxies. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, oh, I, I guess that uh, uh, blue black doomsday isn't good enough in legacy yet. So give it time. Yeah. Or there's not like we need them to print. Delver's a- not Grixis anymore. Yeah, Delver's not Grixis exactly. So yeah, just let us know. Like that was the one thing that we had done like extra, but it's just been that's been something that we've fallen out of yeah. out of. Uh, you know, not interest in because like I was, I still like poke around, but it's just so it's much so more much difficult yeah. to, to do. Cause even if you were like, I think Shieldred's a good card, which version of Shieldred do you buy? Cause right. there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. <laughs> and the answer you thought was right was not. And it's like, right. Oh, this is too hard. But yeah, if there's yeah. anything you guys want, uh, let us know. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, 
another thing that I tell all of our patrons is that we are, you know, just two guys that kind of do this for funsies. So there's, there is only so much time that we have and so many things that we can do, but yeah, if there's anything that, you know, we think we can make work within our schedules and within, you know, what we're doing for the show, then we are definitely all ears and even not our patrons. If there's anything that, you know, you guys think would be value added enough for, for you to sign up, let us know for that also. And I mean, I think we're pretty great anyway. You should, you should probably just chip in a couple bucks because we're awesome. So, so yeah, that's our Patreon spiel. Um, and, and just for the record, Mm -hmm. uh, listicle is a noun, uh, defined by the Merriam Webster dictionary, an article consisting of a series of items presented as a list. Oh, well, we, we definitely had a list of patrons there. We did. We did. It was the first part of our listicle. There we go. You thought I was saying something dirty, but it's an actual word. <laughs> I I did not know it was an actual word. So there you go. I, I, I didn't know how to, today. I did not know how to spell it. Uh, <laughs> you know, my dad used to tell me it's not worth getting out of bed unless you learn something. So you got to learn you go. something every day. <laughs> today I learned what a listicle is. <laughs> Some days you learn stuff that's more important than other days. This is one of those <laughs> low priority it, days. It, it doesn't matter as long as you learn something. It doesn't matter how important it was. This is one of those. Of the 365 days of uh, 2022, today's learned like thing, listicle. Maybe. Yeah, 364. <laughs> right. It's pretty it's pretty low down on there. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, that was our first listicle. That was our first yep. list was our patrons. Again, thank you. Yeah, thank um, you, patrons. You're the best. And then uh, we, we bring up every year. Uh, Wizards like shuts down for like a huge chunk of December for mm-hmm. the holidays. Uh, I guess they're only open long enough for someone to, or, or someone at December first set up all the articles that were going to come out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they for, just click start and it rolls one out every day. Yeah, exactly. One spoiler card every day. Just, yeah. just see, so just see. So you don't feel like anyone's gone. Um. But this is the point of the year where there's like nothing going on magic wise. Yeah. I mean even even stuff outside of Wizards slow down. People aren't traveling to events. Not that that happens anymore anyways. Like people at your local game store, it slows down this time of year. Like people have other things to do besides playing magic, so there's just not as much going on. Yeah, it's like I can spend 15 or 20 dollars on this draft or I can buy someone a Christmas present. I right. guess I should buy this Christmas present kind of deal. Yeah, so um, uh, you went and found some lists. I did, just a couple. To, to go um, over. The, well, that's one thing that a lot of people tend to do during this time of year is they'll do like top 10 lists or here's my top 10 reasons I'm sitting in front of a computer right now. Here's the top 10 videos I watched on YouTube this morning, whatever. Uh, just because it's something that like you don't need a whole lot of input to do. And doesn't take a lot of effort, so you can go out and buy presents for people you, that you don't really want to see. You could, you could write these in November, and they're evergreen, and then you could right. just <laughs> like just have them automatically post. Like I yeah. don't have to do anything; this can just happen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I figured instead of making our own lists, we would talk about other people's lists, even less effort. We. Hey, we still, we still, uh, 
have a have a podcast for the last week of the year, we might have to make a list or two. Um, (laughs) Or maybe we'll find some more lists to talk about. There we go. We'll find some other people's lists. So I did not. uh, So the two lists you found, one, not looked at at all. The show note said, do not look at this. The other well, one, I didn't I, know if you wanted to or not. I wasn't sure. How, we'd never really done anything like this. I'm not sure how you wanted to approach it. So. Uh, and then the other list, I had I had skimmed, um, independent of of the uh, of the show notes. And then I saw the show notes and went, "Well, I'm glad that didn't stick too too well." So <laughs> I'm glad I like scrolled through it on my phone real quick. So. Uh, I, I will be mostly surprised to both of these. So the first list that you found was yeah. TCG players' top 20 selling cards of the year. Yeah, I guess like I should probably spend more time on TCG player um, because evidently this is a thing that they do regularly. Is I think once a month they come out with like the best selling cards of the month. Okay. Um, and I didn't know that, so maybe maybe that's something that I should keep an eye out for in the future because this is the kind of thing that I'm interested in. Um, but I guess they took all of those articles and compiled a list for the whole year. Does it say um, how many they sold? Because that'd be super interesting. Like, how many of the individual not. card that they sold? Yeah, that would be interesting. It it does not say like that. they must have that number, which is how they make the list. But they're probably not like we don't. We yeah. probably don't need to put that we sold six thousand Neshoba yeah. brawlers. Yeah. So, I guess I'm not really sure how to do this. Um, some of them are pretty surprising. Some of them, maybe not so much. I mean, how many of them are like cards released this year? Because, um, like, I like I'm not gonna like I could guess some cards. But I'm not gonna like be able to guess like I don't know like onslaught planes. Just is a little too obscure for me to guess. I'm trying to figure out which cards were this year. <laughs> Too many products. Sorry. Too many products. So okay, how about this? Was I, Modern was Modern Horizons two this year, or that was last year? No, Modern Horizons was two. Was it in twenty twenty? Was it two years ago? Times a flat circle. No, Modern Horizons two. Modern Horizons two. Was it twenty twenty? Oh really? Uh, Modern Horizons two. According to um, somewhere, when was this set released? Uh, yeah, well, we're going to type release date, and then we're going to get it. Uh, 2021. June 18th, 2021. Okay, so, so it was not this year. Not this year. So I'm going to so guess, is, have... is Fable of the Mirror Breaker on the list? Uh, yes. Unlicensed. Do you want to take a guess at where it is? My my first thought when we said this list, I was going to say it was number one. Okay, it is not number one. Okay. Um, the other thing I thought was like some uncommon or common that is like super played but like relatively cheap might be number one. Uh, nope, that okay. is also not number one. Hmm. Um, number one is definitely going to surprise you. I would not have pinned number one in a million years. You you say we're small and we we don't know what we're doing, but you have hit on the exact construction of every clickbait headline ever. 
Number number one will surprise you. Surprise you. That is a hundred percent. I've seen that a million times. Perfect. Uh, No notes. (laughs) Again, let let me see when number one came out. I'll give you a year and see if you can pick the card. Number Uh, because I I was like Fable, Ledger Shredder, and like Unlicensed Hearse were the cards that I thought of first. Fable and Ledger Shredder are on there. Unlicensed Hearse is not. That's weird. But I guess, yep. yeah, I guess Unlicensed Hearse is more of a sideboard card, and it's not yep. doesn't see a ton of play everywhere. Um, uh, why are we starting with number one? That's I don't know. How you do a list? No, show. that's not how we. That's not how you do a list <laughs> show. No, I was, I was letting you drive the bus. I was like, James, okay. take the wheel. Let's go back to number twenty. We'll, okay, we'll number start twenty. At, we'll start at the bottom. Yeah. Slow, slow um, burn. Number twenty was a card from last year, I believe. Okay, and it's an uncommon. Uh, Expressive Iteration. Nope. No. Uh, nope. An uncommon from last year. What's, what's that? Uh, Zendikar Rising. An uncommon from Zendikar Rising. Oh, I've got literal nothing. I have no idea. Like well, the- I mean, we talked about it when we did our set review for Zendikar Rising. We mentioned how all of the uh, modal double face cards were it, just free lands, free spells, depending not, on not how you Not Jirari G- G- Disruption. <clears throat> nope. It's one of those, though. It's one uh, of the it, uncommon double face spells. Is uh, it uh, the red one? Spikefield nope. Hazard? Process of elimination. Process, I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm going through. The black one was bad. It was the stupid creature. Oh, no. The, it is the black one. The stupid 2-3? No, Malakir Rebirth. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Is that yep. a? I said I was the uncommon. Was the common the stupid creature? Uh, maybe. Okay, yeah, Malakir yeah. Rebirth. Malakir Rebirth is the uncommon. Okay. Uh, um, of some the, of the reasoning they give is because of the uh, pitch elementals and the scam deck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, there's black, white, and red, black scam. Holy moly! In modern, is that price accurate? What? Are they five dollars? No, I be- I believe you, but that's like just that is uh, absurd. They are five dollar market price is five twenty four. Oh my god, I I have some of these because I bought a bunch when they came out for like a nickel. I, I bought a whole stack of them. I think I need to make some of those go away. Yeah, I don't think I have a stack, but I bought a reasonable number of them. I thought, okay. Whew. All right. Ready for number 19? Sure. That's traumatizing, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, this is a car from this this year. Okay. And it's part of a cycle. Car from this year, part of a cycle. Yep. Not a triome. Nope. Hmm. What what's this rarity? Uh it's a rare. A rare is it the is it one of the lords? Nope. Okay, I got nothing. This is this is sad. This is a uh, one of the pitch cards from Kamigawa. Pitch cards from Why don't I remember that there were pitch cards in Kamigawa? Uh, March of Otherworldly Light. Oh, okay. Gosh, I, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. I yep, tot- that's number nineteen. Okay, I totally thought there were like pitch cards in Kamigawa. 
even though they yeah. fight against Marshall Brothers. Well, I mean, they're only like half pitch cards, but yeah. Um, another card that we talked about this cycle in our mm-hmm. uh, set review for for that set. So we're doing I mean, pretty good on those, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and they have uh, in the article here. They just mentioned that it's kind of seen as like the pioneer version of prismatic ending, which yeah. it kind of is. Yeah, it doesn't quite get. It misses planeswalkers, right? Uh, yeah. Artifact creature enchantment. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, it, it's it's good. And it's uh significantly less expensive than the uncommon we just talked about. They were way more expensive. Market price is a dollar eighty nine. Oh man, may maybe I should get some of those because they were like super expensive for a while. Okay. Hmm. Um, all right, number 18 is not a card you're probably ever going to guess. Okay. Um, I don't, and I guess I don't know which version of this card is, uh, or if it's just this card in general. Um, it's Ashnod's Altar. I'll just give you this one. Okay. It was number 18. Was just reprinted. In Brothers War is like a extra artifact. I think it caught a reprint not soon or not too far before that also. So it's been reprinted a bunch lately. Um, just kind of an EDH staple. Mm-hmm. And like it floats around uh, mm-hmm. some like random other like decks in modern and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it? It's not modern legal, is it? Yeah, it is. It was... Uh... It, that's no. the no. I was thinking of Altar of Dementia. Yeah, Sorry. no. Ashnod's Altar is from Antiquities. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Um. All right. Number seventeen is a, actually a card that I I talked about it when we did our set review of this set, and after that, I had talked about picking some copies up and never got around to picking copies up of this card. Uh oh. Um, it's from Modern Horizons Two. Is it? Is it our? Is it our boy uh, Territory Okavu? Nope, it is not. How do you own uh, some of those? This is a colorless card. A colorless card from Modern Horizons Two. Yep. Uh, is it a land? Nope. No. No idea. Gosh, I'm really bad at this game. <laughs> well, I'm not giving you a whole lot to work with either. Um, it's Academy Manufacturer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you would create a clue, food, or treasure, create one of each instead. Yeah, like that was like briefly a like modern deck for a like mm-hmm. two-week period. Yep. It looked simultaneously fun and miserable to play in paper. So, Yeah. The thing with this card is that it, like every time we revisit some place that makes clues, foods, or treasures, or that mechanic makes like a random appearance in a set, mm-hmm. um, like this card just gets way better. Yeah, it's just like oh, you get to like instantly do something busted, and we're going back to uh, what's it called? Eldrain. Eldrain, which and I assume have become kind of like deciduous lately, anyways. So yeah. And I would assume that, like, food comes back in that set. 
Well, we'll talk about that in our next list, won't we? We will. We will. <laughs> All right, number 16. Number 16, uh, let's go. Is a card from this year. This year, okay. Um, very recently. Very, re- okay. Yep. Um, what else can I tell you that won't give it away? It's red, and it's a creature. A recent red creature. Like, I feel like all the sets have just been, like, flushed out of my brain. Like, I have... <laughs> you got nothing left anymore. It's not, it's not Monastery Swiss Beer, is it? Nope, it's not. Um, um, it deals with treasure. It deals with treasure. No. It's, it's both a maker and a sacrificer of treasures. You're going to say it, and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, duh. But I, I got nothing. Why am I so bad at this? <laughs> Professional face breaker. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this card's great. I love this card. Gosh. Streets. I don't think I ever played that in draft. I don't think I've ever cast that card. Oh, yeah. I cast that card a bunch. It's a lot of fun. All right. Uh, all right. Moving on to number 15. I'm going to get one of these eventually. One of these eventually. This is another card from Modern Horizons 2. Okay. Um, it's a creature. Murktide Regent? Nope. Dragon Race Chandler? Nope. What? Nope. Um, it is... I'll give, you, I, I'll give you a price that might you know, narrow you in on what it is. Uh, it's $7.55. So it's... Um, probably it, not a common or uncommon, probably not a chase card. It's not one of the pitch elementals. It's not. Cause they're all more expensive than that. Yeah. It is a creature. What color is it? Black. A black, uh, 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 Dolphy Voidwalker. Yep. Yeah. There, there we go. $7 and 55 cents. Um, and they just mentioned that it's a uh, kind of incident, incidental graveyard hate. Um, like, I mean, we've talked about it on the show a bunch, just yeah. how good that is on like random cards in your deck. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, apparently people are playing it in legacy as um, initiative hate, mm. right? It get it gets down. It be- shadow. Yeah. It gets down. It can get down before the initiative creature comes down and then it can't be blocked. So you get to like yeah. steal the initiative back and you know, get, to have your opponent snowball you with it. Yeah. I mean, it seems reasonable. Yeah. It's a cool card, too. I yeah, I mean, that card. like, that card, like, in, like, true Modern Horizons 2 fashion, that card could have just been, like, Leyland of the Void on a creature with Shadow. Mm-hmm. But then they mm-hmm. were like, and then you can sack it and cast a card. <laughs> which is, why? We, yeah, were, we better we were, knock a couple mana off that also. Yeah, we were good without it, like, doing that last part. But okay, let's go. Yeah. Uh, next up is another card from Modern Horizons Two. Two, okay. We, we've gotten a lot of these, huh? Yeah. Um, it is also a creature. Okay. Um, did the price help you at all? Do you want you want me to keep giving you prices? You can try to give me prices. Like I like I put it in the rare camp for me. Okay. This one this one might not narrow it down too much, but it, this one is twenty four dollars. Twenty four dollars. Yeah. 14th on the list from Modern Horizons 2 and it's $24. Mm, Fury. 
Nope, it's not a pitch elemental. It's not a pitch elemental. Is it Merktide Regent this time? It is not. What is a $24 creature from... What color is it? It is white. I thought Solitude was way more than that. So, no, you said it was not not a pitch pitch elemental. A white creature. Costs one mana. Give her... Oh, Esper Sentinel. Yeah. I was like, it's not Giver of Runes, but Giver of Runes is from Modern Horizons 1. Yeah. This is probably solidly on the back. Well, I'm Commander, but also uh, Hammer. Yeah, I. that's a card I like would want, but I'm just not willing to spend the, that much. $100 on four of them for a card I may never like play. Right. Uh, so number 13 is okay. from this year. Okay. And it's an entire cycle. Number 13, they just put an entire cycle? As number 13, yep. Is this the Triomes? This is the Triomes. There we go. Yeah, there you go. You got one. I got one. Yeah. Yay. See, it's really weird that they gave us an entire cycle for number 13. Uh Because there's also another entire cycle in this list that they broke out singly. So the entire cycle's on the list. Yep, number 13 is the Streets of Nucapenna Triomes. Okay. Number 12 is part of a cycle that's also, I think, completely on this list. Part of a cycle. What uh, What set is it from? Or what, what year? Uh, oh, only four of them are on this list. Only four? Yeah. Um, it's from this year. From this year. What are the... Oh, gosh. This one is $4.60. $4.60. It's not the flip... It's not the. It's not one of the flip uh, uh, sagas. No. Nope. They weren't really a cycle. Um, it's rare. It's rare. And then the streets of New Capenna, like the... The Lord guys were mythic. Can you give me color? Um, ah, if I do, it's probably gonna give it away. I mean, I'm 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 floundering right now. So it's legendary. There are 425 of those we established <laughs> this year. So okay, well, it's legendary, but can't be your commander. How's that? Okay, oh, is it, a, it must be a Planeswalker. Or not. Or I mean, not. There's other legendary things than Planeswalkers. There's legendary oh, 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 It is one of the, um, uh, it's one of the channel lands yeah. in the four, so the... Blue one, Besage is like $25 or $20 or something. The blue one's like eight, I think, or something. Blue one's 15. Blue one's 15. Okay. I got mine. Besage is 27. Okay. I got mine cheaper than that. Okay. Um, Is it the white, the white one? Yep. That's the white one. The ganjo. Yeah. We took a second. Okay. (laughs) All right, we're to our second uncommon now. Okay. Uh, this uncommon is a dollar. 
A Dollar Uncommon. It's from this year. It's from this year. Um, it is another version of a card that we already had. So this is like redundancy because it's a different name, a card that we already had. Oh, gosh. They're very similar to another card that we, we already had. What what is what what uh what type is it? Uh it's a land. It's a land. Oh, 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 oh. It's a secluded courtyard. Yep. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Now we're now we're cooking with gas. I don't think you're gonna get number ten, so I think I'm just gonna give it to okay. you. Okay. Or do do you wanna I'll, I'll try, I'll try. I'm I'm sure the people at home are also trying, and they're just dunking <laughs> on me. They're like, "He's so dumb." All right, um, this card is sixty-six cents. It's been reprinted a million times. Okay. Um, I would venture to say it's probably. Let me look what, it up. Was it reprinted this year? Yeah. In a standard legal a set. Cu- a, cu- a couple times this year. Field of Ruin. Nope. <sighs> Um, this card has been in giant growth. Isn't that expensive? It's been reprinted 23 times. Not disenchant. Nope. Okay. No, I'm not going to get this. It's a commander card. A commander card. That's why it's been reprinted so many times. It's been in a million Commander products. Like, Soul Ring is still more expensive. Soul Ring's probably been reprinted more times than that. Not Swiftfoot Boots. Yep, Swiftfoot Boots. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. There you go. That wasn't too bad. You got there. No, I got there pretty quick. I think it gave. When you said it was a Commander card, I was like, okay, okay. So. So far on this list, there's been a lot of cards from Kamigawa. Yes. And a bunch of cards from New Capenna, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of weird because, like, Kamigawa was really popular. Um, but New Capenna, I didn't think was... I mean, there were some good I think, cards in that. I think it was uh, the powerful was. like the powerful things. Yeah. Like, just a few um, outliers, yeah. Well, number nine is another card from New Capenna. Okay. And it's an uncommon it's a dollar sixty. Uncommon from Nuka. Uh, yeah. It's not an offer you can't refuse. It is nice. An offer you can't refuse. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good job. I didn't Thank give you. much of that one away either. No. No. Um, number eight. I'm going to give you because we already kind of talked about it. Okay. It's, uh, Ta- Takanuma. Takanuma, the black one. Yep. So number eight. Um. Number seven is a card that you already guessed, but for a different place on the list. Okay. So number seven is Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Okay. Okay. I guess it's hard um, for that one to like sell a ton since it jumped up to like $25. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sees play everywhere, though. It doesn't yeah. separate on the list at all. No. Oh, this is kind of interesting, though. In the article, they say Fable of the Mirror Breaker is today's version of Tarmogoyf. Hmm. I don't think I had ever really looked at it like that, but, I mean, in some ways, it kind of is. Yeah, it just kind of goes in, like, every yeah. deck that can cast it. Yeah. 
does its job. Yeah. Kind of glues decks together. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I can see that. Um, number six, I don't think you're going to get, but we'll we'll try it. Okay. Um, it's another card from this year. Okay. It's a rare. Okay. It's seven dollars and eighty cents. Why is it rare? Okay, nothing. Um, it is, is it a sorcery. A sorcery, a rare sorcery. Uh, it's white. A white sorcery. And hmm. it has art from my favorite artist. Uh, farewell. Yeah. Because it's Seb Buchanan art. Yep. <laughs> Good old Seb. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that on the list. Um, I mean, it's, certainly... it's such a good, like... So I guess it catches everything. It catches everything but, pla- but Planeswalkers, which if you're like yeah. the blue-white control deck, you don't want to think... Well, you have the ability to just not have it hit Planeswalkers. Right. Um, but like dumb things like... Um, uh, Felidar Retreat, right? Yeah. Usually they have to spend a card answering the retreat and a card answering the cats. But right. Farewell, it's just like I get to answer the, all of it, all in one card. So there are just so many times where, yeah. like, you know... If yeah, you, it's like, just not a card that, like, you're going to pick up four of for a deck. It's a card you'd pick up, like, one or two of for your sideboard. You uh, but I wonder I mean? how much, like, with the, like, prevalence of, like, sweepers in Commander that you're getting yeah, the... Maybe. You're getting the the I play blue white control and pioneer people, yeah. Plus the like I play like mono like wraths in yeah in commander people as well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that one. Yeah, I agree. Um, number five is also one that you already guessed. Is it Ledger um, Shredder? Yeah, Ledger Shredder. Boom. Yep. Um, number four, I'm also going to give you because we kind of already talked about it. Okay. It's uh, Atawara. Okay. I mean, that's... so does this mean? Okay, I I think I know what number one is, but we'll. Okay. We'll we'll, um, we'll work up to it. See. If so I'm... there's three cards left. We'll we'll kind of maybe okay. do them simultaneously. Okay. If you have an idea. Um. You'll probably get what one of them is. Okay. I don't think you're going to get what the other two are. So, well, one of them is Besaju. One, Yeah, number and, and, three is Besaju. Oh, okay, I was going to say Besaju is maybe number one. But, again, it's hard for it being super expensive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, number three is Besaju. Okay. Um, number two... You're never going to get. Okay. Um... And it's a specific version of the card, which is weird also. Um, number two is Earthquake from Portal Second Age. I have absolutely no idea how this is number two on the list of the best-selling cards for what? this year. <laughs> what? Yeah. Especially with, like, how few of them there are. Yeah, like, how? From Portal Second Age. Yeah, it says making regular appearances on the bestsellers throughout the years. Portal Second Age printing of Earthquake. While it may seem odd for a card with numerous other printings to appear in our bestsellers, you often see plenty of finance speculation crop up in these lists, and Earthquake is no exception. 
small expansion released in 1998, Portal Second Age was Wizards' attempt at a simplified way for players to enter Magic the Gathering. Doesn't really say anything about why this card is on the list, though. I mean, it's gone up uh, almost $2 since the start of last year, since like a year ago. But, like, yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's a lot of speculation. Yeah. To, especially, like... Especially for a card that's had that many reprints. That there's, like, an earthquake in Portal, and there's also earthquakes from Alpha and Beta. Right. Uh, yeah, weird. Yep. Would not have expected that. Um, all right, so you ready for the number one card? All right, yeah. Okay, let's let's see if we can let's see if we can guess this one. It was printed in two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. So we were solidly playing Magic then. We were. We were traveling to events. Uh huh. Um, it is currently fourteen dollars and fifty nine cents. Okay. 2017 was that wasn't like shadows was it um let me look up what sets came out in 2017 so i don't give it away i was i was gonna do that as well like what is 20 2017 like yeah so 2017 we had um Aether Revolt, um, Modern Masters 2017, okay. Dual Decks, Mind vs. Might, Common okay. Cat, Commander Anthology, uh, Arch Enemy Nicole Bolas, Hour of Devastation, Commander 2017, Ixalan, uh, Iconic Masters, From the Vault Transform, Dual deck Merfolk versus Goblins and Unstable. It's gotta be one of like the the regular product releases. Alright. So of those you have Aether Revolt, Amoncat, Hour of Devastation, and Ixalan. And Unstable if you want to count that. Is it a mythic? Um, it is a rare. A $17 rare from... Uh, four, 14. Four, 14.59. Okay, and it's not... Like, there aren't... No one cares about Ixalan that much. I mean, there's random cards in Ixalan that are kind of expensive. I, I, mean, aren't there? I guess, like, Search is, like, the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I can't imagine... People being like, oh, man, I got to get my searches in 2022. <laughs> I'm going to pay $14 for them. Um, what, are, what is there in Aether Revolt? Because Chandra was in Kaladesh. Well, she was a mythic yes, as well. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, this this is a rare. Is it Big Boat? It is Honk. not Big Boat. Honk. Nope, not Big Boat. No idea. This is like what set is it from? How about that? What set? You're in the right set. So it's it's Aether Revolt. Yep. What? It wouldn't be Aetherflux Reservoir. No. No. 
That's an artifact. What? Not Marvel. Like, who's buying Marvels in in the year of our Lord 2022? (laughs) Nobody. And it's not Heart of Curran. No one's played that card in a million years. Nope. What art? You're going to say it and be like, oh, yeah, duh. I totally am, and you totally are. Uh... Not Looter Scooter. Looter Scooter was from the first set. Yeah, not Looter Scooter. Um, what is what are what are Karn, what are cardboard targets? Um, uh, I don't know if this is a cardboard target. Oh my gosh. Chromatic, not not uh, it's not the Orrery. Nope. That was from the other set. Um, I'll give you one more hint. Okay. And if you don't get it, I'll tell it to you. I'll just feel shame. Um, it is. When it was printed, it was not, but it is now part of a combo, so it's a combo card. God, what is... If any listeners know, you can leave a comment and... uh... You can get on Discord and tell me. Yeah. Uh... Let Brian know how how dumb he is for not knowing what this card is. I don't know. I got... Walking Ballista. Walking Ballista. Yep. Weird. I guess, like, if you make infinite mana, it's just a thing you do with it. Well, it combos with Heliod. Yeah, but, like, it got banned out of Pioneer. It's not that's not really good enough for modern. Well, I mean, it's there's commander decks built around it. I, I guess. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And she's playing like Tron, right? Tron still plays Walking Ballista, I think. Yeah, or like Eldrassi Tron does. Yeah. Okay. Wild. Yeah. Wild, wild, wild. Um. Well, that was kind of fun. It was. I got to feel dumb. I got to feel smart when I got a couple of them right. I. Well, it is so the so, next one we won't play a game. Like. No, no, no. It is so wild that uh, that what like people's buying habits are. Yeah, like a five-year-old card is mm-hmm. the number one card of the year. I, what about leyline binding and it saving legacy? Yeah. No, no leyline binding. They, they talked about it a couple times in the list, but it, it didn't actually make the list. They were like, yeah, Leyline Binding's pretty cool, but we get we didn't get there. They mentioned Leyline Binding when they were talking about March of Otherworldly Light. Mm. And somewhere else in here they mentioned it also. Oh, with the Triomes. Yeah, okay. But yeah. Not that's, on the list. That's so weird. Like that is also like how much like I know, I now have the list open. If you just look at like how much, uh, how many of these cards are like, I'll do it the other way, are like commander cards, right? Ashnod's mm-hmm. Altar, Academy Manufacturer is probably more for commander. Like there aren't like can, yeah. may, maybe at the start of the year it was competitive, uh, yeah. but like Professional Facebreaker is a commander card for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, well, I guess, like, Swift Foot Boots. I guess only, like, three or four of them. 
I guess like an offer you can't refuse is probably maybe seeing more playing commander. It's like a fringe like combo card. Yeah. In some formats. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. I. But then like, earthquake and walking ballista. Like walking ballista is all here probably just for uh, commander value, right? And probably earthquake. Someone's trying to get rich. Yeah. I, off that, of earthquake threw me for a loop. I have no idea. Like that's that wild. One. Like, here's a card from a, a million years ago. Yeah. Uh, a million years ago. Wow. Yep. Um, but, okay, it's funny that uh, 20% of the cards on this list are the channel lands. Like, that just lets you know how powerful <laughs> the channel lands are. Yeah, well, it's also kind of weird that they did it that way, too. Like, I wonder what, what else would have been on the list if they just had the channel lands... At a spot like they did the triomes. Yeah, I don't know. We we need that. We need to uh, uh, get at the author uh, Emma Partlow when yeah. they're when they're not on the the popper format ch- uh, panel. They could uh, they could let us know like why why like because like they're probably what five on the list if you put them all together. Maybe uh, a little bit. Maybe a little bit lower because yeah. But like you've got like three and four, mm-hmm. are the bounce lands, yeah, or not the bounce land, the channel lands, the channel lands, yeah. But imagine that if you put a uh, a spell on a land that you can't counter, <laughs> yeah, an uncounterable spell on a land yeah. that uh, uh, and one of them is pretty much just like assassin's trophy, mm-hmm. an uncounterable assassin's trophy. Oh, yeah. neat. That's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, it's surprising. Like, I thought that, like, I was thinking of, like, competitive cards, but then also, like, what are cheap things? But it's funny that, like, Swift Foot, Bo- Swift Foot Boots is still on, uh, is on the list. Well, I mean, the whole reason that I thought we might want to talk about this as an episode was the first card that we talked about, number 20. I just thought it was wild that one of the, most purchased cards of the year or however they did this was an uncommon from Zendikar Rising. Like that's kinda that's wild. Five dollars. I I yeah. need to uh, I need to make those in my uh uh creativity indomitable creativities go away apparently. Yeah. Uh the foil is only slightly more expensive, which is sad. But uh yeah. oh man, there was like a point where they were twelve dollars for the foils. Uh <laughs> But, I mean, if, like, your whole thing is I want to blink my uh, pitch elemental. Yeah. Or have it come back, and it gives you extra things to pitch to it. Right. Like, it makes sense. Like, I don't know how many of these I bought just because, like, it seems like we get this card, like, a million times. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we have, like, four versions of this. Vain yep. death. Uh, and un, un, undying? Isn't there one that's named after the mechanic? Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah Fane, there, there Fane death from, from Adventures in the Forgotten Realms is a common... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's $1.25. Wow. Until the end of your turn, target creature gains when this creature dies, return to the battlefield tapped under its under control with a plus one plus one counter on it. Ah! Like, okay, calm down. 
Like, and that's <laughs> just from the pitch elementals being good. Yeah. All right. So now our other list is uh, Mara ranking mechanics since like Throne of Eldraine. Yeah, on the he storm does, scale. Usually, like every year, he does one of these storm scale like update videos mm-hmm. or, or not videos, but lists or whatever. And uh, this one is thrown through Strixhaven, part one. So it's not even like the whole list. Um, okay. So we'll just which kinda... is like three years or two years worth of mechanics. Yeah, I mean it's not all of them, but yeah. Or it's but like the new them. ones. Yeah. Well, no, because some of the old ones are in here too. Because they yeah, talk I about cycling and kicker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So first, we'll just start at the beginning, I guess. Sure. Um, Adamant is the first one that he talks about. Mm-hmm. And like this mechanic was just whatever. I don't even really care what he says to say about the mechanic. Um, if you don't remember, it cared about spending mana of a single color to cast the card. Yeah. So like the card had a. Uh, what was the? There was the red one that was two and a red deal three. Mm-hmm. But if you paid red, red, red. It dealt four or something. Yeah. So it was like kind of kicker, kind of not. Instead of like adding to the mana cost, you just made the spell harder to cast. Yeah. At the same mana value. Yeah. The uh, So the way that he goes through these articles is he ranks the mechanics based on popularity, design space, versatility, play design and playability and then gives them a score yeah um i don't think we have to go any further than the first category to realize like what's up here um popularity was unliked so it probably doesn't matter what the design space versatility development play or playability are because nobody liked the mechanic yeah like i think if you had like a mechanic that no one liked but had like all this rich design space and stuff that could be like, well, we, we did it poorly the first time, but if we come back and do it again, it'll be better. That's true. Right. I mean, like I guess that was the case for, was it chroma turned into devotion? Yes, I think so. Chroma. Um, cause yeah, devotion, like everybody loves devotion, but I don't think anybody even remember. It was chroma, right? Was that what it was called? Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody even remembers what chroma was but yeah it was basically basically devotion i am uh looking up chroma now if i can find it yeah. uh yeah so yeah when so so uh heartlash uh cinder is one in a red for a one one with haste it and when it comes into play, it gets plus X plus O till the end of turn, where X is the number of red mana symbols in the mana cost of your permanence you control. Yeah. Uh, so that is like basically devotion, but just with a weird name. Yeah. Guess I don't know what the difference is. Uh, but yeah. Now here is like. This version of Chroma is reveal cards in your hand. You gain two life for each green, uh, green mana symbol and car uh, of in those cards oh, okay. revealed this way. This is for uh, yeah. So devotion does not work like that. No. So yeah. some of them are on the battlefield. Some of them are in your hand. 
devotion. Yeah. They just made it like on the battlefield. Yep. So, yeah, like they can <laughs> like tweak something and like bring it back I mean, with a slightly yep. different name. And so, like for people that don't know, uh, the storm scale is. I guess we we didn't really talk yeah. about this when we started, but the storm scale is um, probability for a mechanic to come back. With um, with one being, you see it all the time. Like I have the article open, so flying, death yeah. touch, scrying, things like that. And then, as the name implies, uh, basically is never going to come back. Right. And that is storm. The two mechanics they have there are storm. That's the name. The storm scale, and, and then dredge. dredge, which we had. There's a crying shame. One dredge card in. Modern Horizons one, mm-hmm. uh, shenanigans, <laughs> and then um, we had the storm cards in Modern Horizons two that promptly got banned in Popper after like two months of everyone Imagine just that. storming off. Chatterstorm. Hey, you do remember that I told everyone not to buy the deck because it was going to get banned. Yep. Um. So yeah, so basically something that's low on the list is more likely to come back. Something that is high on the list is uh, less likely to come back. Yep. And uh, Adamant scored a seven because nobody liked it. Yeah. And basically they're just like, eh, there's not a whole lot we can do with this. Yeah. Okay. Now. Um, This is actually the mechanic that I thought we might have a again like Malakir rebirth kind of got my wheels turning thinking we might it might be a cool idea for an episode this mechanic was uh that moment for this article also okay i um, agree so this is adventures mm-hmm. uh from i guess throne of eldraine and commander legends yeah commander legends yeah. had um what like I would... weird ones though right um i think that they're they're fixed they're the fixed version of adventures. Mm-hmm. So this uh, adventures was very popular, yeah. And like from a spike point of view, and I think just from like a casual point of view, your cards doing more and being live more often, like being like a spell and a creature, yeah, is is popular, right? Yeah. Like you don't run out of stuff to do. Modern right. magic, well, not just that, but I think just about any magic player can uh, attest to looking for value in their cards mm-hmm. and cards that are more than one card inherently have more value. Yes, so exactly. It's a reason why people might like them, especially when you get to cast them twice. Right. And then, um, and so in uh bold uh, commander legends, like I feel like everything they like added, like, one or two mana mm-hmm. to the uh, the adventure side mm-hmm. and a couple mana to the uh, creature side. Yeah. To they avoid... More fair. Yeah, the, the three cards we have uh, pictures of are Brazen Borrower, Murderous Rider, and uh, Crushy McCrusherton. Yep. And, uh, well, one of them is a legacy staple. Mm-hmm. One of them is like a pioneer staple mm-hmm. and one of them is like i get played in mono black decks right right but they, they just are like it's like oh 
we we found out we just can't like make the spell how much that spell costs. Right. right. Either side of it. Yeah. If we just make it what that card costs, it does they're too good. Yep. So like they're like super popular, there's a lot of design space. Um and then uh and then they're just like storm scale three. Like I don't know, like I feel like these cards were like the designs that we got were kind of a, are kind of oppressive. Well, so that like I guess that's why this is an interesting conversation though, because the Baldur's Gate ones aren't oppressive because are they're costed properly. So the implementation from Throne probably isn't a three on the storm scale, but the mechanic in general. Like it can still be a fun mechanic even if it's not broken. True. So I think I think that it's that it has to be a mechanic that is um like it has to be like a limited mechanic, not a um not a like constructed mechanic, if that makes any sense. Power wise, you mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you can't uh you can't uh, have it be other oh, it is. Um, well, I think there's a middle ground there. So, like, part of the problem with the adventure cards in Throne was what you just mentioned, where they were costed too aggressively. Um, the other part was the energy thing, where there were, like, cards that cared about your adventures. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was also oppressive. I think that if we, you know, had cards that weren't as aggressively costed and also didn't have cards that cared about specifically adventures and you just had adventure cards that were, even if they were fairly costed, just not aggressively costed, and you didn't have, like, the supporting architecture, I think, like, they're probably fine. Yeah, I guess, like, Innkeeper... And they don't have to be weak. Like, Innkeeper and Lucky Clover... Yeah. Uh, kind of made them blah. But, like, so you have, like, for example, you have Beanstalk Giant as an uncommon. Mm-hmm. It's three mana for the search, put a light land on the battlefield, and then seven mana for the star, star, or equal number of lands. Mm-hmm. And then looking at, like, an uncommon from uh, Commander Legends Baldur Gate, uh, Amethyst Dragon is four and a red for. Deals four damage divided as you choose among a number of targets. So, mm-hmm. like, kind of a lava axe. Chandra's Pyrohelix, right? Wasn't that? Something like that, yeah. But yeah. it's five mana, and then it's a four, four flying haste for six mana. Yeah. Right? Like, that is just powered down based on its stats. Right. But, like, so I guess my point was I realized that Brazen Borrower, Bone Crusher, they're very good cards that see mm-hmm. eternal play. Um, but would that have been top tier standard deck if Lucky Clover didn't exist? No, probably not. But even even so, like like making a card like Bone Crusher Giant where it deals two damage to everything, right? Like you it kinda had the chain whirler effect where mm-hmm. like um where chain whirler kind of shadow banned all X ones. Mm-hmm. 
right? Bone Crusher, uh, Shadow Band, anything that cost that was an X2. Right. Right. Like you just couldn't play it because it was so backbreaking to have like your thing killed and then, then play a 4 3. Mm-hmm. Now, like, could you have costed it? Could it have been like one red, red deal two damage? Right. And I think mm-hmm. that then that card probably doesn't get played anywhere. Right. Right. Like, it's like a whole mana makes it so it's not playable, but yeah. like, there's not a half a mana. Right. Same with like Love Struck Beast, right? If it was one of the green to make a 1 1. Like Love Crusher, no, be... I mean that might Maybe be a little it bit works. more playable than Bone Crusher with Stomp at three. Because I guess you can still curve into it. Yeah, but like, like... The, I think that's the problem with Bone Crusher. If you move Stomp to three mana, you, you don't curve into the four three, yeah. which I think is where the power is in Bone Crusher. I mean, so I think like any any of the the spells that were like aggressively in air quotes costed, just were like too good like even like shepherd of the flock was you mm-hmm. know saw play because like oh it's yeah. one mana or like smitten smitten sword master saw play yeah with the adventure being one mana because you could just kind of fit in where, wherever well right but that's another one that saw play because of lucky clover yeah fair so yeah i guess how much of it was like lucky clover's fault and then you just have the like the outliers well the yeah. the the higher rarity ones being the issue so yeah, maybe it's maybe Bone Crusher Giant is fine in standard, mm. or or if like Bone Crusher Giant was a three two. Sure. Right, like the fact that it was a four three was a big problem. Right, yeah. like if you could kill their Bone Crusher with your Bone Crusher. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. Then like maybe, or if it didn't deal three damage, or two damage yeah. when when it was targeted, like. Yeah. The amount of text on that card for what it did. <laughs> so, like, I guess, like, looking at the commanders, the the Baldur's Gate ones, they just seem like they were like, we don't want to miss with this again. Yeah. And, like, if that's Which ha- is weird because, they it, like, they had more room to miss in commander than they did in yeah. regular constructed formats. But I think that, like, we had to think about adventures as, like, vehicles mm-hmm. or equipment where, like, we've not done this card type before. Yeah. I don't know how good it is. And then you get, you know, Smuggler's Copter and Heart of Curran yeah. things. And you get Umazawa's Jite and the swords. Yeah. yeah. And Skull Clamp. And Skull Clamp. Yeah, so you get, like, the first ones that are just, like, a little bit off. Yeah. But, like, even, like, Hypnotic Sprite, where it was blue-blue for a 2-1 flyer, but 3 mana for a conditional counterspell. Yeah. Right, like if that was switched, if it was blue blue for a conditional counter spell, and then three mana for a two one flyer, like that Mm -hmm. card probably sees a ton of play. Yeah. So maybe it's just like you can't make it so you curve into the, like you can't go spell into creature. You can't have your two and your three drop rolled up. I mean, maybe that's the reason why we we kind of missed on murderous rider. Like when we did the throne set review, we were super high on murderous rider. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why we missed is because you don't curve into it. Yeah, and like you want to do something else on four. <laughs> yeah, like you want to do something else on four. You yeah, know, like you want to rankle. You don't want to play a two three on right. on turn four. Like you're happy that you have the two three there for like turn ten. 
if you like flood out, but you yep. just want to like rankle on four or whatever. I guess I guess mm-hmm. now you would shield it on four, right? Right. So yeah, maybe that is the secret sauce is being able to cor- curve into them. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that was a storm scale of three per morrow. Okay. And uh, he says this is a mechanic I expect to keep returning. So so get ready for Throne of Eldraine two Electric Boogaloo featuring yeah. adventures. Featuring adventures, and yep. someone. Uh, as they say on Twitch, clip this, and then we can go back and be like, ah, oh, the ones you curve into, those will be the good ones. <laughs> that are spell into creature. Yeah. Next one is a food. Food. Which is shown up in Throne, Commander 2021, Modern Horizons 2, Streets of New Capenna, which I feel like I blocked those out, yeah. and then Unfinity. What streets card has made food? But... I think there was like one card that gave you the option of making a food token. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so it was liked. It has a lot of design space. I, I don't sure. know if that, like, is that true? Like how, I mean, you're not changing the food token, right? I guess no, like, I guess it's about. like, what, what do I staple to the food token? Yeah. Or what? Yeah. What do yeah, I, I guess that's kind of true. I mean, you started with Oko and you ended up at Asma. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Which are two very 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 different cards. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what did I? What can I staple food onto? Yeah. And like anything. Also, for the record, looking at uh, all the times that food comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one Streets of New Capenna card. I think it's an alchemy card. Oh, is it? Oh, wait, no, it's a commander card. Oh. Killer Service. Mm-hmm. Enters the battlefield, create a number of food tokens, equal the number of opponents you have. Oh. Meaning your end step, you may pay two, sacrifice a token. If you do, create a 4 4 rhino warrior creature. Ooh. But yeah, that would be the only. That's the streets of uh, New Capenna. Just the only streets of New Capenna I see car I see that has that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's an alchemy card. That makes foods. Yeah, but that's an Innistrad alchemy card, so I don't know. Mm. But yeah, um, <clears throat> it's fine. It does. We talked about it with energy, and you brought this up with food that it is a parasitic mechanic. Right, yeah. the only way food works if uh, is if all the cards or a lot of the cards in your deck care about food, mm-hmm. right? Or you academy manufacturer and just need to make as many pieces of cardboard as humanly possible. Yeah, and I think this is kind of where things get confusing because if you look at some of the uh, descriptions of the ranking for food, um, it kind of conflates like things that make game pieces with the food mechanic. Mm-hmm. And like I can kind of see where they're coming from because food is kind of what started the random game pieces mechanic. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's just kind of where it ended up, not really where it started. Um, I mean, it started with treasures clues, was right? like the first, right? <laughs> oh, clues were before treasures. Oh yeah, clues were before. Tre- but we had like clues, and then we I feel like we had a break, yeah. then we got treasures. Yeah, and then we had. A break, food. and then we got food, 
and now like more treasures. every set and is blood. just like here's some treasures. Yeah. Um. Um. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's fine. But it's one of those things that like it is a single like payoff mm-hmm. from being too good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, uh, I mean, I would argue that like Trail of Crumbs was almost too good. Yeah, I was gonna say Trail of Crumbs. Like, if it didn't yeah. say like pay one, yeah, uh, would have been way too good. But like, Jerry T talks about like playing Trail of Crumbs still in modern. Yeah. Right. Like it's just like so. If there was like a another payoff. Mm-hmm. Or like a really efficient way of making food, yeah. Then like I think it becomes a problem. So like that's a that's another mechanic that they have to like walk a fine line. But mm-hmm. it sounds like you're gonna get food and adventures in the new Third of Eldraine set. Could be. Um, Wouldn't surprise me. The uh, like the cool thing of I don't know I don't know if I want to call it the cool thing about food, but. I think the unique thing about food compared to some of the other um, random game piece mechanics mm-hmm. is that the food token by itself is probably worth less than any other random game piece mechanic. True. Like the actual food token is worth less than a clue, is worth less than a blood token, it's worth less than a treasure. Is it worth but- less than a power stone? Mm. Probably. Uh, no, probably power, not. Power stones are pretty garbage. Yeah, they are pretty garbage. Um, Like, Cityscape Leveler, the fact that it has the flavor text of give your opponent a power stone <laughs> is never going to stop you from casting a power uh, right. a Cityscape Leveler. You're going to be like, oh man, I don't want to give them a, treasure, uh, a, a power stone. It's like, no, power stone, here you go. Yeah, but like, it, like food is also at the same time, while it's worth less than we'll say most of the other game piece mechanics, it's also the most powerful because of all the other stuff around it. Like the stuff that cares about treasures mm-hmm. isn't anywhere near as bad as the stuff that cares about food. The stuff that cares about blood tokens isn't anywhere near as bad as the stuff that cares about food. I feel like they're going to be more careful with treasures because they make mana yeah right but like gain three life is just like uh no one cares about gaining three life that card's bad right yeah. but it's like but it's know, also not the worst like randomly gaining three life is relevant yeah but it uh, uh, kind of comes down to like kind of like with the decayed zombies mm-hmm. um right uh in limited at least they forgot to like put their cost on the right. card Right, like if they just like in this next set, they're like, "Oh, the food mechanic's not very good and limited. Let's knock some mana cost down." Mm-hmm. Right, then like you get the situation where the cart, the food mechanic becomes too good. Yeah. All right. So, perhaps the most frustrating one. <laughs> um, companion. Yeah. Um. To to the surprise of no one, it is uh, unpopular. Yeah. Uh, 
Part of this was that we made a huge mistake balancing them, and they were causing problems across almost all constructed formats. And some Part would of argue, the problem was you made a bad mechanic. You made a terrible mechanic that broke like three rules of magic. Yeah. And you were just like, oh, it's fine. Um. There's uh, there's small design space, okay. Um, development and play design is problematic. Yes, there we go. We have never needed to revise an entire mechanic for power level concerns, so that's a pretty good indication this is a troublesome mechanic. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no uh, surprise. This is a storm scale nine. Now he says it should probably be a ten. It should just be a ten. Oh, right. I thought the scale only went to nine. No, I thought it went to ten. Oh no, it goes to ten. Okay, yeah, it should be a ten. Yeah, he's like, I guess it could be a ten, yeah. like with storm and dredge, right? The fact that my beloved dredge is more problematic in the eyes of Morrow than. Companion. Companion, which got a card banned in Vintage. Yeah. Is just insulting. <laughs> it's just I mean, I, I guess part of this comes from, like, the Storm Scale maybe needs to have shifted a little bit over the years because of, like, the way people play Magic now. Mm -hmm. I would say it's a probably a more feasible that a random companion would ship in like commander 2027. Yeah. But I feel like you could also like have a random dredge card in a commander deck. Yeah. Like if you, like, if you, if you, if you, a random dredge card is always going to have a question S though. And that question is always going to be, does this go in dredge? Whereas random mechanic, like because of the way companions are, um, is not always going to have the question, does this go in this deck? Fair. But I was going to say like, th there's also like, does it matter if a card goes in dredge? Right. Like yeah, that's true. they've, they've not tried to do anything to fix legacy in like a year. Right. I guess I guess the Ragavan banning, but that took six months. Well, right, but like Dredge isn't limited to legacy. If if it was in a commander product it would be. It'd be oh, that's like true. Yeah. Commander yeah, and right. Vintage. Yeah. Right? Like Sorry. Yeah, no no, like you're you're right, like you know, they're not gonna do like Golgari Grave Smurf with like right. <laughs> with with Dredge six on it. Right, but again, like I, I'm of the mindset you can unban Golgari Grave Troll because, like, yeah, what, what, what are you, what are you gonna do? Play it into a, a field of endurances and Delphi Voidwalkers. Good luck. Right. Uh, but anyway, no, but like they should just never do this mechanic again. So they have this mechanic. So what else is at nine according to the Morrow scale? Phasing, which we get all the damn time now. <laughs> yeah. Threshold Phasing seems like their favorite new way to uh, yeah. fix things that didn't used to work. Yeah. Threshold and Clash. 
Why is cool. Threshold a nine? I oh, think that's kind of a cool mechanic. I think that if if you look at it, like probably um, just for tracking reasons. But, yeah, like, gonna... everything's digital now. Like that's super easy yeah. to track. Like, uh, like playability would be my guess. Hmm. Uh, like having to like count how many cards you have, but then we also get like delirium, escape. escape. Well, clash is just garbage. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's like you cast a spell, then you reveal the top card of each player's library. Mm-hmm. And if you have the whoever has the higher mana value, can put that card like in their hand. I do believe. Yeah, something like that. Or you got an effect. Yeah, I guess the card would have had you yeah, would have had to do something with the card you were. Yeah, playing. like I think it's because like uh, re- for recross the paths when you make recross piles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're supposed to put um, Turn Timber Symbiosis on top. Because it has a high mana value and you get to put it in your hand. Yeah. Um. So, like, like, hey, nine, like, phasing should not be a nine because we've gotten a phasing card in, like, like we in got standard one, legal sets. Like, right now. Yeah. And we've had it for, like, two standard cycles. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't think that you can like I don't think you can balance companions unless like Yorian costs like eight, right? Right, and not eight on the installment plan. I'm talking like <laughs> five blue white hybrid, blue white hybrid, blue white hybrid, yeah. like just eight. Yeah. And like Gigantha is just a five mana five five no text in the decks that it's in. And it still mm-hmm. shows up. It's used play. Yeah. Right? Like, no, you can't balance these cards. And, like, I think we talked about in the pre-show, like, the fact that, like, uh, Saffron Olive talks about how Kahira might be the worst design card, like, of all time. Just because it's, like, it doesn't, it isn't a lord for a bunch of rogue tribes. It's right. just, like, a random 2-3 that, like, your control deck gets to play deck. Your, yeah, yeah, your creatureless deck gets to play, and it's like, yeah, like, I don't know what other co- restrictions you could have that would be interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, if if Loris was each card as opposed to each permanent, like, then you can't have force. You can't right. have force of will or force of negation. Mm-hmm. Like, that closes off a lot of stuff for that card. But you're not going to do that because what if you're wrong? Yeah, I mean, I still, I still think it's problematic, even if that's what it says. Oh yeah, no, I think it is as well, but I don't think it is as problematic. Yeah. Also, but, like, there's probably not a whole lot of design space. Like, there's only so no. many things you can, in, like, feasibly enforce for a deck building restriction. E- easily re- enforce. Yeah. Um, and then he has a uh, cycling, and all the bajillions yeah. of sets it's been in. Yep. Uh, mechanics good. It, yeah, it's great. People no complaints. It. It's fun. Helps limited. I'm kind of surprised it's a three and not lower on the list, but I guess he says he thinks about moving it lower on the list. So yeah, it could be two probably. Yeah. I like how cantrips are a uh, are like a level two. <laughs> Like, you give me opt in every other set. Right. But okay. 
um, and then mutate. Mutate was liked, which okay. I thought mutate was fun. Oh yeah, I thought I it was still fun. I play a mutate deck once in a while. I play uh, the Ivy. Oh yeah, one yeah. My, one of my brawl decks is a mutate deck. Um, and then uh, the other thing is the playability is affected. Mutate is in contention for one of the most complicated mechanics rules wise we've ever made. Oh, a hundred percent. A lot of players don't like it because it simply they simply don't understand how it works in many practical situations. Like yep. that's a problem. Yeah. That is well, I mean, a problem. We called this out as a problem like when yeah, the like how, came out. Like how are you tracking this like in paper? Now granted, right. like you pointed out, no one cares about paper magic anymore. Right. But Again, it's one of those things that just takes, like, one mutate card to be too good that then you have to care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this it's at a 7. And what, what are the what are the things also at 7? Uh, snow mana, retrace, and split second. Hmm. Two of those, I think, are not great. Yeah. So split second is you can't activate abilities or cast spells until the spell of split second resolves. Correct. Basically, split second is is kind of like this is uncounterable. Yeah, I mean it does a little bit. It more does than more, that, but yeah. and then it's super uncounterable. Yeah, retrace is um, a discard a land to recast a spell in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with that is like, isn't it a fun game when your opponent casts the exact same spell like four times? You know, it is a fun game. Uh, when you get the recast throws of chaos every turn. Fair. Fair. Hoping to 20 someone. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah. I would not be surprised to see Mutate come back, but it yeah. is, like, super complicated, and if they were, like, really trying to, like, make paper happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think it comes back in, like, a standard legal set. If it comes back, it would be, like, a card or two in uh, either a Horizon set or a Commander product or yeah. something. Yeah, like, I could see them, like, maybe weirdly doing, like, a Mutate Commander deck. hmm Right, like, you could do something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I don't think they'll get it in Standard again because it's ju- it is just, like, too complicated. Yeah. Like, what happens if you bounce it? You bounce all of them. What happens if you exile it? You exile all of them. The answer is typically all of them. <laughs> Yep. Uh, and then uh, kicker. Everything's kicker. Everything's kicker. Kicker. Storm scale of three, with and with cycling. And uh, I guess that kind of makes sense. What? It's probably at the same level as cycling. So if cycling's a three, this should be a three. Okay. Adventures, if you remember, was a three. Food was oh. a two. How is food more likely to come back than kicker? I don't know. That yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like this this scale is not self consistent at all. <laughs> it makes no sense. That is true. Right? Like I feel that. like I feel like kicker is something that we we're gonna get back before we get adventures and we should get back well, no. well Thrones no, Thrones gonna beat us, right? Right. But like if Throne wasn't on the 
if if Throne wasn't on the release schedule, yeah. and I said, all right, next year, are we going to get Kicker, Food, or Adventures? Or Cycling. Or Cycling. He'd be yeah. like, oh, I guess we just did Kicker, but whatever, we probably could do Kicker again. Yeah. Right, you wouldn't be like, food's the most likely on that <laughs> list. Never in a million years. Um, And then we have Landfall. Which, like, they just added a bunch of cards, like, to be Landfall, so I would imagine this is uh, <coughs> going to be either moving down or is very low on the list. Um, People like it, because they like it when you flood out your stuff to other stuff. Yep. There's apparently a lot of design space. Well, yeah, I mean, Landfall can trigger basically anything. Anything that's a trigger ability that you could, like either tap or pay a mana for, you could feasibly trigger with Landfall instead. Yep. And Landfall is a three. Food is more likely than Landfall. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Yeah. Uh, you, dang. You must be missing some portion of uh, how these are ranked. Yeah. Dang. Uh, we're not going to get the next list until January 3rd. So much for using this list. <laughs> The second half of this list for next week's show. Dang it. Yeah, maybe to... the week after, though. Hmm? Oh, no. I guess not the week after, either. Yeah. Dang. We'll come back around to it, though. Yeah, well, we're going to have to actually think of show ideas. Man, this is rough. Yeah. Um, well, if you guys got any show ideas... Yes, please. <laughs> please, while you're trying to coax us into sending you feet pics... Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come up with show ideas... Yeah, or if you got if you want another listicles episode, and you got yeah. some lists you want us to talk about. Yeah, I mean we. You could, want we... us to top ten lists of lists. Yeah. Um. So with all of those things, we have a classically long show. Yeah, super listicle. Super listicle. So, um, if you want to reject califragilistical, do we have a show name? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, which one of us gets to be Mary Poppins and which one of us gets to be uh, like a child? Uh, I'll let you pick this time. Oh, wait. Like... Well, so it depends what picture I find because I only have one picture of each of us and we are both facing specific directions. Uh, <laughs> can I be Dick Van Dyke? Sure. There we go. Sweet. Absolutely. Um, I can make that work. But, um, uh, gosh, if you have show <laughs> ideas... If you have Patreon ideas, or if you just want to say hi, um, all of our social media links are in the description. Come check us out. Uh, my Twitter presence is small, so I will not clutter up your timeline. <laughs> That's the best thing. The best um, kind of Twitter presence. Yeah. Also, hit up our Discord. That's a great way to get a hold of mm -hmm. us, and there's a bunch of cool people that hang out in there, so come check out our Discord. Um, like I said at the top of the show, if you're looking to support us, there's a couple different ways you can do it. The first doesn't cost you anything. It's our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, just navigate to TCG player using that link, and anything you purchase will help support the show. Um, I already did a huge long spiel on Patreon at the top of the show, so I'm not going to go through it all again. But I will tell you that we really appreciate all of our patrons and uh, if you appreciate what we do and want to help us out, you can chip a couple bucks in as well. Patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. 
Yeah. And I think that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. so with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet.